We'll put those figures through the computer bank. Cooey, Mr. Chairman. Are you busy? Routine reports only. Ah, excellent. Well, sounds like a good time to ask you to press the button on the randomizer. Yes, finally. Yes, for a department with such a tenuous link to the Anderson universe, you do seem to be kept pretty busy with... stuff? I'm quite surprised, really. You shouldn't be. Our facilities here are already overworked. Well, yes, the like satellite I... channels are programmed for the actual operation, not this exercise. Just like the others. That's just a lot of words, isn't it? Yes, of course it is. Yes, thought so. Anyway, to save me taking up any more of your valuable time, how's about setting the randomizer going for us? He's already on his way. Brilliant, thank you. So, is there any particular episode you're hoping to see come up today? Absolutely not. Well, I suppose that's a good way to avoid being disappointed. We're in no position here to reach a decision either way. No, it is very much down to the randomizer and this piece of paper. The correct decision will be taken. I have complete faith in his capabilities. Hmm. And that correct decision is the protectors, apparently. Ah, with the insider. A conclusion both unanimous and obvious. Well, if you say so. So, welcome back to The Protectors. On the randomizer, we open with a, a chap walking down a film archive looking for certain uh, cans in particular. This is uh, actor Stuart Wilson, who is probably better known to Anderson fans for his um, quite spectacular uh, appearance in the Space 1999 episode, A Matter of Balance, where he played Vindras. And I say spectacular, it's not um, It's not a slight against his performance, it's a slight against the abysmal costume that he had to wear. If, if you are if you think you might have seen the, the show but aren't quite familiar with that episode, it's the one where he was bald and wearing a bright yellow nappy with matching cape. This is a far more dignified uh, screen appearance for Stuart Wilson. He's uh, helping himself to some film cans from a film called The Hunter. And uh, it's a film that's um, still being edited. Ooh, he has bludgeoned somebody in order to get into the uh, lab and steal that film. And the editor, he's got a knock on the door. He's smoking in a room marked no smoking. That's very naughty of him. And He's opened the door. Who's here to see him? Dave? Dave? Ah, he makes the mistake of walking out of the film lab. Getting himself knocked on the head, that's an even bigger mistake, so that Stuart Wilson can uh, let himself into the lab and help himself to the film. Or perhaps not, as the case may be. And uh, I should apologise up front if I sound a bit. Um, I I've I've been uh, I've been away. Uh, I was uh, in Germany. I did FedCon in Germany uh, over the last weekend, which has been great fun. Uh, with uh, well, Anderson Connection, uh, Julian Glover was there, and uh, the uh, the director of the finest live action Thunderbirds film to come out of two thousand and four, Mr. Jonathan Frakes. And um, friend of the randomizer, Nana Visitor. So I got back yesterday and I, I am feeling a bit jet lagged. My brain is not as awake for this as it perhaps should be. So, um, but you know, that's uh, that's always how it goes for me with the protectors. I always sound a bit, uh, a bit out of it when I do the protectors. But this is an episode that I was quite pleased to see come up. I do remember it fondly. And while I've been talking, 
he pulled out all the film and blew it up. Very naughty. Yeah, this is an episode, as I said, I'm looking forward to getting into this because I like when the protectors do these episodes in London and it's quite a small scale story with, you know, the, there's no grand threat. No one's life is in danger directly in this episode or in episodes like Petard. It's a smaller concern of... Nicole, too meticulous to me. Here's a film that's being threatened. Are impulsive and crude. Here's gasoline and matches. Yes, yeah, so um, Stuart Wilson set a time bomb on all that film after knocking out the editor. It sounds to me to be very calculated. Blew it up. That's why I called you, Harry. I need your professional opinion. Oh. What do you want me to do? Well, before our friend destroyed every last foot of working stock, he was at the vaults. The master negative was in there waiting to be graded. Oh, no. It's gone. <gasps> no. Well, I'm responsible for an investment of five million dollars. It's the best film I ever made. Yes, this is Donald Hewlett, uh, another actor I, I really like. Yeah. Buckled acetate. The only printer. Done a lot of uh, comedy, British comedy shows, uh, in particular It Ain't Our Hot Mum and You Rang the Lord. But he his career stretches far beyond that, and uh, I think this is his only Anderson role, so I'm very glad to see him here. I don't know what to do, you see. I, I'm st still confused, but I've got to get that negative back, Harry, and quickly. Isn't it insured? Yes, but if the insurance company get to hear of it, so will the financiers. Yeah, it's a bit of a problem. What do you think, Ashford? Well, sir, we could, uh, we could, uh, it's a tricky one, sir. And this is a rare episode as well that, uh, considering, you know, the Anderson shows, these are shows and films that he was making over a period of, like, 50 years. Well, he and all of the people who worked with him, we have to have to reinforce that point. Very few of his shows and films actually had episodes or stories that dealt with filmmaking. Um, I think you could probably count on the fingers of one hand, obviously, aside from UFO, um, which is set in the film studio, but it's not really about films as such. I love this. Well, aren't you going to open it? Stuart Wilson just marches in with the can, demands money. I don't understand. Oh, it really is very simple. I'm ransoming your future, Mr Chambers. <gasps> he's so cool. He's, he's just so smooth and smarmy. It's a brilliant performance. The exchange will be for five cans. He did a lot of characters like these in the course of his career. I require it. The currency? International bearer bonds. And the exchange where? Here, 4.30. What, in three hours? It's half past one. It's all right, we can organise it. Uh, that is what I like to hear. Ah, Harry spotted that uh, as Stuart Wilson goes to leave, he uh, he just straightened out a few things on Hewlett's desk, suggesting that he is uh, a bit obsessive about very small details. That's a point that will come into play throughout this episode. 26 minutes and 8 seconds. That is, if I'm hindered in any way from getting back to defuse it. Oh, he's got the rest of the film wired up to blow. And, uh, yes, more staring at his watch. You stay here. Make sure that, uh, reinforcing the idea that he's on a very strict timetable. There he goes in the lift. I'm sorry about that, Mr Chambers. I just couldn't stop him. I didn't really try, though. Sorry. So he's gone in the lift, third floor, second floor, first floor, ground floor. And yet... I see a guy come out of here just now with a bowler hat. No, sir, not with a bowler hat. Thank you. So either he didn't come out that way, or he took off the bowler hat. Exit. Yeah, two. They're fire escapes, but they're locked. They're set to open on automatic release. And I think that was the front of Neptune House, uh, seen in uh, UFO and, and Doppelganger. The elevator stops at the ground. So you have to walk down, past the desk. I can't believe that no one saw him either come or go. I love that this all hinges on the, the fact that um, they're relying on the, the competency of that doorman who had his back to the door uh, 
which you, you won't have twigged that on audio, but uh, yes, he had his back to the door. So maybe Stuart Wilson just slipped past him. Who knows? Anyway, Donald Hewlett has gone and uh, got the bearer bonds that Stuart Wilson requested, while the protectors have managed to put together a photo fit of, of Stuart. That's him. There he is. How many copies do you want? Uh, two, uh, two, four, uh, six should be enough. Okay. Well, no plan is perfect. There must be a vulnerable point. And they've obviously been working on it for a long time, putting together that photo fit, because I guess the building didn't have any security cameras. Caution until he miscalculates. And we'll have to be cautious, because he wasn't kidding about destroying the negative. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I like. That these, these odd little stories where there's nobody in, no life in danger. It's just, oh, we've got to save this film from being destroyed. We've got to make sure that this new detergent, uh, the, the opposition don't find out about it. So, it's now time for Stuart Wilson to come and collect his bearer bonds, but the protectors are on the scene in force. We have several extras, um, all issued with Stuart Wilson's photo. There's a chauffeur in the Contessa's limo who notably is not Chino. And, oh, what's this? Is this Alf Joint in a taxi? He uh, played Steiner in Breakaway, and he's a stuntman who was in Space 1999 a few times. Paul is also right outside the main door. No, he's outside a side door. And the Contessa is waiting in the lobby, wearing a wig that, well, it looks like a bright pink Tribble is trying to eat her head. It's not the most um, uh, subtle of uh, you know, headgear for a, a secret agent, but uh, I suppose that's kind of the point. It's slow. Oh. Punctuality is advice with you. Uh, we all have obsessions. Mm. Is that it? Ah, 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 ah. The bonds. Thank uh -huh. you. Nothing personal. Oh, you can uh, you can keep the case. Oh, that's very kind. He's he's a, he's a he's a kind villain. <laughs> Revenge. Yes, that's a vindictive need for returning ill. Ooh. Or is this just the perennial human weakness? Avarice. Yes, I'm not sure from memory what his motive here is. Philosophy tutor. He was famous for oblique questions. It kind of doesn't matter when you've got a guest performer who's uh, relishing just being bad, as, as Stuart Wilson does. Five cans. Oh, I'll contact you. When? Oh. When I'm ready to. So we've got three cans back. If it keeps me from getting bored. Five still missing. Expensive tastes and diversions. Yes. A conversation is such a time waster. I do hope I don't have to repeat my boring warning. He's dressed in a you know, suit and top hat. He does feel a bit like he's wandered in from an episode of The Avengers. Careful, Harry. He's slightly at odds with the tone of the series, but only slightly. To the elevator. Anyway, he's on his way to the elevator. So Harry has radioed to everybody to keep an eye out for him. Paul's going in. Contessa's on watch. She's uh, in the lobby right opposite the elevator, so... When he gets down there, there's no way she's going to miss him. And there's certainly no way he's going to miss her with that bright pink wig. Oh, look! The doors have opened. He's not there. She's not happy about that. Her chauffeur and Paul, they can't see him either. Nothing. It was in the elevator. It's empty, Harry. I pulled report in. Negative. The protectors have fallen down on the job here. Well, no luck, Harry. Then he hasn't left. Search the building. Alf Joint got a line. That's very rare to see uh, him ever get dialogue in anything. Ooh. 
everyone's checking the stairs. Random bits of corridor. The few, a few bits of set that we can very closely uh, zoom the camera in on, so it makes the building look bigger than it is. But here's Harry up on the roof. This is some really nice London location filming here. That's, uh, is that Battersea Power Station? There's uh, St Paul's Cathedral. Yeah, very nice vintage shots of London. What looks like quite an overcast day. It's clearly been raining. Uh, quite breezy. Harry's cravat is flapping around in the breeze. And uh, there's no sign of Stuart Wilson anywhere on the roof. Not even in the air conditioning plant. It's stuff like this that makes me wish that the protectors had gone to a third series and focused more on this kind of thing, the London stuff, this gritty mid-70s feel, I think works in the show's favour. Slightly more than the, uh, approaching the, main road. the Europe stuff. Right. So Harry, up on the roof, spotted uh, some cables, work cables, from the roof down to the ground. And a car also pulling away from the car park. So the Contessa has leapt into Alf Joint's taxi. And the chase is on. Um, it's quite a slow chase, and they're following about two feet behind him. Ah. But we have now arrived at this villain's destination, except it's not a villain. It's a vicar. We're at the church. And the vicar is just staring at them as if to say, what the hell is the woman with the bright pink wig doing here? Oh, Harry. You're never going to believe this. Ah. You know what vicars do. There's probably a shrinking ray in that case. So they've given up and they've gone uh, gone back to Harry's for some more food. That is delicious. What is it? And ginger, sherry, soy sauce, uh, a little corn flour. Onions. Uh, some water and grated onions. Your own recipe? It's kind of adapted, traditional. Dragon shrimps. Well, that sounds nice. All lobsters are called dragon shrimps. And more ginger. This is something interesting as well. It's a kind of a very, very sub-subplot in the second series. Because Suki isn't around to be his housekeeper anymore, having just disappeared from the series, Harry is often cooking for himself, and it's quite a nice touch to the character, adding this interest in, in food. Yeah, I was late, or it was, um, you know, a decoy. Oh. Yeah, so they kind of fell down on the job there, but they're not too concerned. Hello. Still time for a really nice meal. When? Okay. Right, bye. How long do you think it'll take us to organise 50,000 pounds in low notes? Ah, uh, oh, well, I don't know. But yeah, Stuart Wilson is back in the office. With a drink and a cigar on the go, he's, he's Mr. Smooth all round here. The money will be here. When? When? The amount of money? Particularly at night. Well, you've done what you ask. There's no deception. Oh, you wouldn't be that misguided. You know that if you deceive me, I've got a yellow nappy and yellow cape that I can put on and scare everybody. Your obsession with time overruled your intelligence. Yes, I am meticulous, but uh, imperfection has become the universal norm. Oh, it's Ooh. very depressing. There's something else in the protectors. The, uh, the anger of rebellious youth. Which uh, I guess Stuart Wilson just about fits into in, in this show. Yes, thank you, Mr. Hepley. There's the Contessa. She's brought in the money. 50,000. How oh, it's surprising what you can do with a little imagination. I'm waiting for him to say old boy. He feels like he should say old boy. C-double-eight-nine-F. 
in the garage in the boot. Now, you have seven minutes and 41 seconds before the car and your precious negative turn to ashes. All that is except one reel. Now, look, now, you it. It's a little personal insurance. This must be the best film ever made for them to be going to all this trouble. And you are wasting time. How do we diffuse it? A simple switch. Come on. I've left Stuart Wilson in the office while they go down to the car park to see what's what. Nah, he's leaving now. He had to finish his drink first. And of course, before he leaves the office, I'll just adjust that painting and it was a, it was a slightly wonky angle. But as he leaves, the Contessa was waiting in the room opposite. She is going to follow him to the lift to see where he goes. You see, this is a master plan on the part of the protectors. Just kind of follow him, see where he goes. He ducked into the lift, and just before the doors closed, he got out of the lift. You've got to hand it to him. It's, it's, he's just superb. Yes. Meanwhile, in the car park... Harry and uh, Donald Hewlett, um, they're looking for that car. If it was me, I'd have, I'd have had to write that registration down. I wouldn't remember that off the top of my head. And the Contessa drawn a line on the staircase wall with her lipstick to indicate where Stuart Wilson went. Looks like he's heading up to the roof. Oh, time's running out. Where's that car with the film? Harry! Oh, thank goodness he was left the key. Oh, can't get that thing to open. Come on! It's too late, Harry. Come away, please. I like that Donald Hewlett is slowly backing up to uh, hide behind a wall, just in case uh, the worst should happen as we tick down those uh, seven minutes. But there's the film, tied to some dynamite. And good old Harry is... Or just ripped everything out. No time for subtlety. Now it's the Contessa's turn to be up on the roof and find nothing. Except a door that's been left ajar. This is the door to the generating room. Have a look in here and see what's going on. Ah! They shut her in. <laughs> and locked it. It's all part of his most devious plan. Thrown away the key. So his hideout is definitely somewhere on the roof. But where? Caroline! Harry! In here! Get back. Oh, yes, with no key, we resort to the number two solution to open a door that's locked. Chambers said you're looking for Caroline. I found her. Shoot the lock. Yeah, that'll work. Miles away by now. He's up here somewhere. It all seems so obvious now. He never left the building. You mean he was up here all the time? Yeah. Oh, where is he? That's what we've got to find out. Yeah, that was what you you kind of seemed to have an inkling about that earlier. And Stuart Wilson is looking uh, slightly a bit desperate now. He's realising that his timing is is uh, kind of getting a bit frayed here. He's run into the air conditioning plant, but again, there's no sign of him. Where could he be? As the camera pans past. Oh no, they're going to zoom in on it this time. The air duct grill. Could it be? Nothing, no sign anywhere. Open sesame. Yeah. Oh. And here we find his little man cave. With a torch, and some cans of beans, change of clothes, some tools, kettle. 
Uh, not too long ago, either. On the bed? Ah, and within that air vent grill room, there's an air vent. Yes, and Harry is now going to uh, go crawling through there and see what we can see. Where's Harry? He's over there. Well, we'll define over there. He's inside an air vent, inside an air vent, inside that room over there, yes. Ah, dear. Oh, there's a... uh, a rather large fan in this uh, air vent. I believe it's commonly known as a chopper. As if you're trying to get through that when it turns on, you'd, uh, well... Ah, very clever. He's cut off, Stuart Wilson has cut off one of the four wings of the fan so that he can get through. He's up ahead in the air vent. Kitted out with backpack, rope, um, headlamp. Looks like he's going caving. Which way? That way. Now Paul's going into the event. He's the next one in. I guess Nairi Dawn Porter couldn't be uh, couldn't be bothered to do that today. Now where's Stuart Wilson trying to get to? We've rescued most of the film, but there are still, I believe, that is it three cans left. I can't remember. I'm doing quite a good job of uh, making this air vent look uh, look convincing. I'm almost inclined to say it's actually real rather than a set. But it's one of those air vents that's conveniently big enough for our heroes to crawl around in. Um, or even sort of crab walk around in. Harry has found the rope down that Stuart Wilson left. Gonna follow that. <laughs> Stuart Wilson is checking his watch. I love that we were presented with this character who was so smooth and so cool and so debonair. And now he is he is almost going to pieces. He's very panicked that he's gotta get back in time. His timing is is um so is so precise. And I believe it has to be because at a certain time, yep. The fans turn on, and wouldn't you know it, the fan underneath Stuart Wilson has turned on before he could go through it. He's got to work his way back up. And there's Harry. Don't let go! Last hand of negative. Oh, Harry's got the rope lowering him towards the fan. Ooh! Where? In a lock current London Airport! Hooray! <laughs> the heating system. There must be a master switch back there. Yeah, Nairi Dawn Porter isn't going into the air duct today. She's, uh, she's wearing some nice clothes, so we don't want to mess those up. That's it. Ah, oh, the heating's off. Everything's okay. Did you get it? Yep, the last can. Thanks, Harry. All of you. Yay, we've saved the film. It better have been worth Goodbye. it. Under the circumstances. Nearly made it. Yeah, well, we made him late. Ruined his timing. Back. Almost feels like there should be an ending where they go and actually watch the film and it's a complete disaster, but nah. They're just having a toast. Donald Hewlett is if Donald Hewlett is happy with how things turned out then I'm happy with how things turned out and that was the protectors the insider and I really love that as an idea it's such a nice such a nice change of pace as I said I really like these smaller scale stories with no huge threat but there's enough of a threat we care about what's going on we want Donald Hewlett to get his film back and a very clever idea of oh where's this guy gone well he actually never left the building he's supposed to be very nice and cool but actually he's a bit of a nerd who was uh, hiding in the roof the whole time Good one.